This is Saturday morning's must-listen format. The Melbourne Racing Panel. David Gately, Mark Hunter, Jamie Rogers with me, Warren Huntley, looking at the meeting on Australia Stakes Day at the Valley. We're on a soft five at this stage. Expect an upgrade with the hot conditions forecast. Rail in the true position and race four on the card. A small field. It's a small field to start with of seven, but there's three scratchings in the benchmark 78 over 1,000 metres. Take out numbers one, two and seven. And I'm assuming, Jamie, that's had a significant impact on the market. Yeah, it certainly has, Warren. So we've had to factor in 43 cents worth of deduction. So we've got equal favourites here in the three and four, which is Bistro and Command Approved, both of them at $2.50, but the money's just with Bistro, currently holding more than double than anything else in the market. The five Vision is currently at four eighty, and then six Clarity is at $7.50. Small field, but potentially an intriguing race, Gator. How do you think they might settle here? Look, I think Bistro probably leads Command Approved, Fission and Clarity, and they're the four. That's um, the way I've sort of mapped it. I think Bistro was a, a trial star before leading all the way at Hillside Fresh, simply too fast, uh, ran useful overall time, and uh, it takes some catching again around the valley. I think Command Approved, easy wins, both runs this prep, first two for the stable. Ran slick time, Warwick Farm, 56-3 is a good gallop. Uh, Fishing next best, uh, now the race has fallen away. And Clarity, fourth or four. Three, four, five and six. What order are you putting this four in, Mark? Three, four, six and five. Warren, I'm just thinking that the leader will win. Now, I'm hoping it's Bistro can cross command approval. I'm not, not totally certain it will, but I'm hoping Bistro flies to start, gets across, dictates the race like last time, gives a kick and then has to... Hang on the last 100 as it gets tired, as it usually does over the trip. To beat number four, Command Approved, who's flying. I think it'll probably drive up and try and hold the front, but whether it can or not, I'm not sure. Six Clarity's a nice horse. If they chop each other in front, it could easily get over the top of them. And that leaves number five, Fishing, who's certainly not without some hope racing consistently. Three, four, six and five. Mark Hunter's numbers three, four, six and five in the four-horse field. David Gately, three, four, five and six. Not a lot could shock, shock me here. I'm actually going with the, the outsider in the small field, but she's not at big odds clarity. She's currently at $7.50, but she's a winner here at the Valley at 1,200 metres. Maybe she doesn't have to get too far away from them on the fresh side here at 1,000. I do think she's got a bit of upside and she'll be strong late at the end of the 1,000 metres here. So minor upset for me in a race where nothing would surprise. Six clarity, a, in a four, Command Approved, I think it's been really strong to the line in the short course races in Sydney recently. Inside draws going to be right there with Bistro, who's now got to produce a, a performance second up in her career. She's a trial star, as Gator outlined, and she's produced that really solid on-speed effort first up. Just want to see her go on with it. Wouldn't be a shock if she could. And five fishing next best. He's talented. He's been consistent. He's his own worst enemy in using uh, using energy in the mounting yard. The blinkers have come off and the visor have gone on today. But I think the die's been cast in terms of his pre-race behaviour. If ever he gets that right, he'd probably be able to form a little bit better on the track than he has been. And his performance to date have been quite solid. Six, four, three and five for me. Race four. Race five's over a thousand metres also. It's a benchmark 70. Scratch number eight, Tycoon Hummer. How's the market shaping up here, Jamie? 
Well, Warren, we have a very popular favourite in this race, and that is the seven, Jean Valjean, who's holding four times more than anything else in this race. And he is actually one of the better backed runners of the entire program. Another horse that's seeing some support is the two in Mamoregan, currently at $4.20. The four stay in touch at $7 has had a little bit of an interest, and the six by Frost as well at $9 has also had a bit of a double, but it's nothing in comparison to what we've taken on the favourite. How are you reading the tempo here, Mark? Pretty quick early, Warren. I think Glenferry Girl's got to try and cross if it's got any hope of winning. It's got to try and cross them from out wide. So to do that, it's got to get across Lloyd's Crown inside it. It's got to get across the inside two gates. Not enough effort in two. And Aminatu's been racing over longer trips. So whether it's still as sharp, I'm not sure. So they'll hammer along early. And look, I'm going to go with Glenferry Girl to win here. It's another race where not much would shock. But I think if it can find the front... Scorch along, it races well at the valley. It's got some horses who are out of form chasing it, and Glenfrew Girl, I think, can lead for a long, long way at good odds to beat number two. Here we go, Mamarigan. Mamarigan was the, the pronunciation that Nick Ryan used, so I'll default to his pronunciation. Yeah, well, its best form would win and win easily. I think it looks to have trialled pretty well, but you would think it has to settle pretty much last here in the run, so it's going to firstly need a track you can run on and be giving them a start. Third pick, number seven, Jean Valjean, who will be midfieldish, weaving through and running on. And five, not enough effort, had its first start for the stable off a long spell and ran pretty well. Should get down to the fence, get a good run with the claim. It's got some chance also. So another very tough race, nine, two, seven and five. How are you playing this race, Gator? Yeah, with a, with a lot of difficulty. Um, I, I didn't really have much idea, but I was sort of... Um, Certainly given confidence by the fact that our topic, Jean Valjean's been really well-backed. Um, so, you know, if that helps, it helps. He, he was well-backed and a big win in Adelaide two runs ago. Close up last time, certainly less dynamic. Jamie Carr taking over. Has a really good short course record on top of the ground. Lloyd's crown had backing fresh himself. He didn't finish that race off, but it was dominated by the, uh, the run-ons in fairness. A sound fourth inundation, second up last pep in open grades, is good enough to win here. Bifrost, easy win, uh, Stony Creek, blew the start last week. Actually, another one who had backing uh, behind unflinching and uh, ran well considering that and did beat home Lloyd's Crown prior to that and stay in touch was uh, well, certainly ranked first up, but a colder ride second up, he ran unwell in a fast race. Uh, again, it, it doesn't end there, but seven, three, six and four for me. Yeah, really competitive races, the boys of outline. David Gately's numbers 7, 3, 6 and 4. Mark Hunter with numbers 9, 2, 7 and 5. It's a leap of faith to think Mamarigan can get back to anything like his best form. He's had quiet jump outs for the Nick Ryan stable. He's had the experience of a gallop at the Valley. He is going to settle off speed, no doubt about that. But I wouldn't be surprised to see him trucking into the race and, and just looks to be moving well for the new stable. And he's got obvious talent. So two for me ahead of seven. John Valjean, who'll settle that little bit off speed. Tongue tie goes on, trialled up nicely between runs from a good draw with Jamie Carr aboard. You think he's there to run well. Six by Frost, backs up from last week. Blew the start badly on that occasion, but there was money for Bifrost. The previous win in easier grade at Stony Creek was solid. Four, stay in touch, gets the, the Norton bit on here. I thought trolled up really nicely going into this preparation, and there was a glimmer of hope with some improvement second up. 
two, seven, six, and four for me in race five. Race six, over the 1,200 metres, it's a benchmark 70. Scratchings are numbers three and four to kick off the Quaddy on Australia Stakes Day. How's the market look here, Jamie? Well, Warren, there's pretty much just two horses in this race that are seeing the support and they're holding pretty much the exact same amount of money. Others have had a little bit of a dabble. So the one, Danny St. Darcy at $8 is one of those that's had a tiny bit of interest. The two, Curatia at $3.50 is second in the market, but holding the exact same amount as what we've taken on the favourite, which is the six in Luna Cat, currently at $3.10. The eight, Lady Hampton, has also had a bit of interest at $11 and the 10, Little Miss Kuby at $4.20 but it's definitely those top two in the market that the money's coming for. I think the speed's primarily with snappy little thing. Looks like the sharpest horse in the race to me, but wouldn't be surprised to see Danny St Darcy with the claim holder spot from inside draw. I'm divine. Doesn't have to be too far away from her favourable draw also. And out wider, little Miss Cuby, who's got snappy little thing just drawn to her inside, potentially could get a, a card across, but depending how they want to ride Little Miss Cuby to run that the 1,200 metres out. Jamie Carr will no doubt have a plan there. Leaning to number six, Luna Cat, who's going to be off the speed, but she trolled up so well going into this preparation, was a real eye-catcher first up over the short course of 1,000 metres behind No Way Ever. We've seen unflinching come through that race, so it's a solid form reference, fitter, the rising distance suits, and snappy little thing rolling along on speed should set it up for, for Luna Cat to be able to at least balance up and be finding the line strongly. So six for me, ahead of two, Curatia, who's fit, consistent, racing well in similar races, gets around the, the valley well. All but one, Bob of the Head, was uh, what got her beaten last uh, Danny St Darcy, the form through that run at Warnermills, held up well through blow-in and, and Rhea Yuki, fitter with the benefit of that run, inside draw with the claim. And eight Lady Hampton's probably going to be back with Luna Cat. She's likely to be swooping. She goes very well fresh. She's jumped out nicely between runs, and I think she has to go in everything. Six, two, one, and eight for me in race six. Gator, your thoughts here? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm going with uh, Luna Cat. I thought it was a terrific return from back and wide off a fast speed. Second unflinching, certainly Frank the form. 1,200 the tick. Has a win here and a good fourth in a Vobus uh, gold race. Uh, the two goes at the track. Danny St. Darcy gave two and a half kilos to Raoki at Warnable. Beat him. That horse went to Flemington Redwell. Forgivable Thursday for mine. Croatia, easy win over a subsequent Mini Valley Saturday class winner. They just missed the bob last time. Claim helps to never runs poorly. And Little Miss Kuby certainly came up thin enough, but uh, in the mix, 6-1-2-10 there. 6-1-2-10 from Gator. Mark, how are you playing the first leg of the quaddy? I think this is another open one, Warren, but I'm coming up with the same trifecta as you two guys. I'll go number six, Luna Cat, who was terrific first up over the short course. It's run well at the valley. It's fitter. It's going to park behind them. Got a terrific rider on board. Just weaving to the clear. I think Luna Cat will savage the line here to beat number two, Curatia. Who's flying? It's just come good, this horse. It was wide last time, even though the winner was a, a tough run. Curatia was still wide, didn't, didn't have all the favours, ran well. One Danny St. Darcy gets a beautiful run from the draw, will give it every chance. An eight lady Hampton, who really liked this horse, but it's going to be a long way back, so hopefully you can make ground. If you can, I'm sure it'll be charging home late. Six, two, one, and eight. Kicking off the quaddy, Mark Hunter, six, two, one, and eight. David Gately, six, one, two, and ten. My number's 6218 in the first leg of the quaddy. And Mark, a question via the SMS regarding the formula bet with Spacewalk coming out. We don't have a subsystem in the formula bet, but just outlining who the, the two runners for the formula bet were and now it just becomes basically a win bet on, on one horse for the participant today. Yeah, correct, Warren. With Spacewalk, who came out about half an hour after I was on air, um, 
you're all up bet. Spacewalk virtually pays a dollar to win, so it just rolls into the second one as, as a single win only bet. And who was the second one? The second one was Warsfold in the last. Might ask you at the end of the day if you were having another pick now out of scratchings who it might be, but we'll leave that till later in the hour. And another one by the SMS, if a horse like Fishin plays up pre-race, why not take him straight onto the track? Do they have to parade? He certainly doesn't spend much time in the parade. He gets there with a couple of handlers. They try and get the jockey on as quickly as possible and get him out on the track. So they do do their best to, to get fishing out on the track as quickly as possible, but uh, he has to make his way through that parade ring. So the the authorities do, I think, allow him a little bit of slack there, and they do for horses like Rose Quartz as well. It's 25 to 9 on RSN 927. Back with the remaining three races at the Valley after this.